The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Catch a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. It is uh, 10 o'clock, Monday, 8th of July, and you're listening to Who Else? It's Shamiza, taking you all the way up to 12 o'clock on The Urban Cube, brought to you on Inspire FM. It is, as always, Monday morning, so it means one thing, a show to keep you motivated throughout the day and possibly through the week as well. I hope you've had a fantastic weekend, people. It's been glorious as always, and I would love to find out what you've been getting up to. The weather was really, really nice. It was right, There was a beautiful, cool breeze, um, and it wasn't as hot. Uh, it's really kind of like calmed down a little bit. But as always, you know, summer seems to have a speeding ticket, mm-hmm. um, and uh, we're going to be finding out from you guys this morning on what you've been getting up to. I mean, some of you may have decided to kind of possibly like travel out across the country. There seems to be a lot of research suggesting that more and more Brits are actually staying in the UK rather than travelling out for their summer breaks um, so forth because the weather is just great and there's so many awesome, awesome spaces and places to visit. Um, Today, folks, it's National Picnic Day. And on that note, um, I'm going to be asking you, is there a rule? Is there a rule on the type of picnic food that um, should be packed? And the reason why I'm asking you that is because Brother Tarek actually mentioned that, um, you know what, one thing that you shouldn't have on a picnic is like a full English breakfast I don't know. I don't know. Um, Maybe my guest in the studio could help me on this. I'm absolutely delighted, as always, to introduce introduce fantastic guests locally and nationally on the show. The Urban Cube is about positive energy and sharing the creative journeys of trailblazers. And this remarkable lady is definitely a trailblazer. She's a local lady. She's an entrepreneur. She's a she's been a social worker for over 25 years. Mashallah. She is a lady who is passionate about people internally and externally. She has her own natural beauty company. She's the chairperson of a fantastic women's group called Women Connect Women. Vice chair. Vice chair. (laughs) But you know what? promoting you darling I'm not promoting you this morning she's also a community activist and a poet people it is no other than Hasna Weaver assalamu alaikum Hasna wa alaikum salam thank you for having me now you're no stranger to radio because a little birdie tells me that you used to have a show for about six years on Radio Ramadan yes so before it became full time I used to have my own show and it was called The Sister Zone And surprisingly, some people, if I'm out and about, some people actually say, I recognize your voice. And I say, where from? And they say, did you used to be on radio? Honestly, people, just strangers, still come up to me and, excuse me, they ask me about it. Wow. Well, you know what? It's an absolute pleasure to have you here because you're no ordinary radio. You're an award-winning community broadcaster. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) 
and it's a pleasure to have you here, Hasna. Thank you so very much for joining me this morning. Now, Hasna is not the only person that's going to be joining me. I'm going to be joining another super lady. She is joining me all the way from London this morning, and she's getting the superhero vibe, but with a hijab twist, as I'm joined by Hadra Khan. She's a journalist for MuslimGirl.com and a freelance broadcaster, and currently a script editor and actor for an all-female superheroes comedy coming soon called Miss Woman. That sounds awesome. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. Super- I want to be one of them. Can I be a superhero? You you sure yes. can. You've got all the traits <laughs> to be a superhero. Now, apart from being a superhero, you're also a super mom, mashallah, with children. Now, I want to ask you, Asna, summer holidays, one week away. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, whilst your children are growing up, um, you must have packed a few picnics or two. Yeah, um, what I normally do is I go to the local shop and we tend to get breadsticks, um, dips, lots of fruit, lots of juices. Um, and then when we're there, we just have ice cream because I think whenever you go somewhere, um, the food is really, really expensive. Yes, it is. And it doesn't taste that great. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people buy burgers and chips and I feel quite sick when I go out and I'm, I'm having to eat junk food. So I always try and pack healthy food mm-hmm. and food that you can eat throughout the day. So like things like bread and dips, you can leave in your cooler bag mm-hmm. and fruit because mm-hmm. it, it makes it, it refreshes you, but also fills you up as well. Fantastic. Some great tips there. Now, folks, if you are tuning in, do tell me where you're tuning in from. Maybe it's Peterborough or Sheffield this morning because we are going live and direct to um, Salam Radio in Peterborough and Sheffield's Link FM. We are Facebook Live. Now you can catch Husna on Facebook Live. She's waving to the camera right now um leave your comments on the facebook live page for inspire fm and we're also on the app and web as well so there's no way you can get away from the urban cube this morning now the question we're asking you is because it's national picnic day is there a rule a particular rule about the type of food that needs to be packed for a picnic um do you have a firm favorite is there something you'd like to share with us um for great picnic food now to contact us it's 07779481822 now this morning um sorry not this morning at the weekend i actually brought myself a picnic mat oh i've got one in the car i have it in the car all the time wow you keep it in the car yeah in my boot all the time fantastic because like for example even if you're just going and sitting in the park Uh or you need to pray picnic Mm. mat that's great advice. So I think a card needs a picnic mat. That's a must. A must? Yeah. Definitely. So is there anything else, folks, that you put have in your car that needs to, that always stays? It's a bit of a must. My sandals. Okay. Because, say, for example, you're going to the beach or you're in the park and you've got the wrong shoes on. Change into your flip-flops or your sandals. You know why I have this woman on the show. She's giving me all the survival tips for summer. That's a really, really good idea. Now, I read an article about people getting fined for driving in flip-flops. No, these are sandals. They're not not really flip-flops. Okay. But I don't see why you would get fined for that. Okay. Because they're really comfortable to Uh wear. So um, what I think, I'm going to rewind a little bit, Mm -hmm. but that article about flip-flops and and driving, I mean, like... Comfort. Could you drive in flip-flops? I'm not telling you to. Um, I don't actually wear flip-flops un- unless I'm going to the swimming pool. Ah, oh, okay. I don't do flats. Okay. It has to have a little heel. A little heel. Yeah, <laughs> even if it's just a little wedge. 
So I, I couldn't drive in flip-flops, actually. So socks and flip-flops are not your thing, then? No. no. Not You're not me. feeling the vibe? No, I don't think so. No, I think I'm going to move on from there. <laughs> yeah. Folks, you are listening to The Urban Q with Misha and Miza. Um, nearly forgot my own name. Uh, it is... Uh, Seven minutes past ten, Monday, 8th of July. I am in the studio with the very fabulous Hasna, who's going to be sharing with us some natural beauty tips. The sun is out. The weather is absolutely glorious. And one thing that is fabulous is actually topping up with vitamin D. We needed it. We need it so bad. Yeah. I'm totally topping it up. But I've got to stay safe as well because... You must. You know, um, we've still got to protect our skin. Now, Hasna, you are somebody that's very passionate about not just internal beauty, but externally as yes. well. As you're uh, the founder of your own uh, beauty company, working with just natural products. Yes, products. Right. What's your thoughts on sort of skincare in this, in this, okay. when it gets sunny? First and foremost, you have to use sunscreen. Uh, I, when I go to events, I speak to a lot of young girls and I say to them, have you got your sunscreen on? Oh, no, I don't need it. I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. And I say to them, yeah, but your, your skin is being damaged because you're not using sunscreen. And also use a hat as well. You must stay away from the sun. That's the best form of protection. Why is that? Why is it so? Why is everybody mentioning this over and over again? I'm hearing because it a lot. You know, sunscreen, sunscreen. You're talking to young girls. I mean, I am because why, would, why would they need to? Because what happens is um, people get to a certain age mm -hmm. and they start getting marks and they, their skin mm -hmm. starts getting damaged. Mm -hmm. It's very dry. Mm -hmm. It looks it's very um, dull looking. And then they, they sort of say, oh, what can I do to improve my skin? So therefore, I say to young girls, start looking after your skin now. Mm -hmm. So when you get to a certain age, you don't look your age and you, your skin looks really good. It mm -hmm. glows. Mm -hmm. And even with my daughter, my daughter's 21. Marshala, and all you she don't uses, look like a, 20, a mother of a 21-year-old. And my son's 24. Okay, she's showing off now, people. She is so showing <laughs> off. So, yes, I, I always say to her, you know, um, from a very young age, all I've said is use the natural products and use sunscreen. And she does. And people actually ask her, well, you know, what cream do you use? Ooh. And she always says, oh, I use my mum's cream. And <laughs> those mum's creams are utterly fabulous. I have the pleasure of being gifted one. And I'm super, super loving it. We're not going to give you a big plug on the show because this <laughs> no. is brand and it's marketing and it's sales blah 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 but it's natural products and, yeah and you are you know so there's no additives mm -hmm. uh, my base is usually um shea butter mm -hmm. coconut oil mm -hmm. almond oil and all of the all of these oils are protecting they're healing um they're anti-aging they're hydrating just on their own yeah but then i add other essential oils so for example i would add um raspberry seed oil which is a, which is a um, a natural um, sunscreen mm -hmm. or uh, and zinc oxide which is a which is a natural powder it comes in powder form but it reflects the sun right um so it protects your skin it heals your skin and it's you know it, it uh, through time it actually makes your skin glow makes your skin look good so today i all i've got is sunscreen on Mashallah. I don't, you know, I don't, normally I don't wear makeup and I also advocate people not to wear makeup unless it's a special occasion. Now, why do you say that um, only for a special occasion? Um, because makeup seems to be the thing I know. that yeah. a lot of women, unfortunately, will not step out of the house yeah. without it. I'm seeing more and more younger, younger yeah. girls yeah. wearing a lot more than they actually need. Yeah. Where, why has this become so no. much of the norm? 
I, I think it's all to do with celebrities and mm. uh, companies plugging makeup that okay. it will make you look amazing and you can be a model and so on and so forth. But, you know, makeup actually clogs the skin. Mm-hmm. It damages the mm-hmm. skin. Your skin can't breathe. And I, I've seen... Um, clips of ladies who do makeup tutorials just curiosity and actually they look so good without makeup on and when they put makeup on they just look a lot older they look it um, completely transforms yeah, the I, I don't like the face. look I don't, I don't like the look and actually what i'm saying is if you look after your skin you're not okay. going to need to wear okay. makeup and i suppose that's where i envy young the younger generation because i think you have the face that us older ladies yeah. are wanting yes. now that fresh look fresh look the glowing look. enjoy the fresh yeah. look until yeah. you know time takes yes, I, you, hold you know, of it it's not i'm not saying you don't don't wear makeup of course because people do and yeah, i do yeah. and I, when yeah, I want we all to, do you know when it's when it's a special occasion uh-huh. and i want to just dress up a little bit then i do but on a daily basis no because i want my skin to breathe right, right and i want my skin to stay clear um, and, you know, makeup, as I say, clogs uh, the pores, which then you come up with uh, spots mm-hmm. and you come up with dry skin and, mm-hmm. you know, all those other problems. I'm feeling all that vibe. I'm so feeling it, honestly. Um, yeah. I am taking this lesson from you. Sunscreen. Sunscreen. No makeup. No makeup. And wash your wash your face at least twice a day. Not once, people. Twice. So before you go to bed, mm-hmm. because, you know, the day you, yeah. f- you know, all the pollution on Mm-mm. your skin. And in the morning... Because your skin is, um, you know, um, sweating mm-hmm. and it's working. So in the morning, take all that off mm-hmm. as well before you put your cream on, your sunscreen on. And don't forget the sunscreen, people. Yeah. And so I do a natural one. A natural one. Uh, With no additives, no <laughs> preservatives, no alcohol. And that's really important. Of course it is. Because, it, mm. it, 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 you know, I keep saying, you know, things that are, n- are chemical based, mm-hmm. they damage your skin long term. Right. Okay. Natural products heal your skin long term. Ah, and I it's like. very good for the environment. She's got all the answers, people. <laughs> She's so got all the answers. Folks, if you're listening into the show, it is uh, The Urban Cube with myself, Shamiza, taking all the way up to 12 o'clock. The time is 13 minutes past 10 and it's Monday, 8th of July. I hope you've had a fantastic weekend and you're motivated on this glorious Monday. Um, it would be wonderful to find out where you're listening in from. Um, are you travelling? Are you at home, at work or listening to us via Facebook? Um, do get in contact with us we would love to find out where, where who you are and where you're from it's 07779481822 on the show today we've had the pleasure of joining a local local talented um lady by the name of Hasna Weaver who's actually one of the leading voices on uh, what sort of in, before Inspire FM became Inspire FM on Radio Ramadan, mashallah. She had a show for six years. So I'm actually um, kind of like feeling a li- <laughs> little enamored by her because she's one of the ladies that kind of paved the way for community broadcasting um, as one of the leading Muslim female voices across the radio, uh, Radio Ramadan, mashallah. Hasna, did you like that plug? <laughs> That was awesome. <laughs> but it is will I get true, a job though? from it? Yes, you will, darling. I think we need you back. We need you to come back. But I am, I am quite um, 
um, in awe of you because I think it's it is like you you were one of the ladies that kind of paved the way for other women across Luton to come on to radio. Have you ever thought of it in in, in that no. capacity? I, I, I really enjoyed doing this show. Uh-huh. I love having lots of uh, ladies come on the show and talk about different topics. Mm. And I just had a really good time, to be honest with you. It was a struggle at times because it was um, for the whole month, every single day, yeah. the whole wow. of Ramadan. That's, so a that's, commitment. That's, a, that's a huge commitment. Yeah. Um, and then I passed my baby on to my friend um, Yasmin and she, she looked after it for, uh, for another, I don't know, five, six years. Um, and then I think we, we changed to Inspire FM and, uh, you know... And here we are. Here we are. Here we are. Telling, <laughs> sharing your story yeah. and um, and the legacy that you've left. But hopefully you'll pick up again because I'm sure a lot of listeners would love to have you back on. I, I've got too many commitments, I think. <laughs> and your commitments have been extraordinary. 25 years as a social worker. 15. 15. 25 as a community activist. Okay. Community activist, 25 years. 15 as a social worker. Now, I'm still a social worker. <laughs> Um, I'm just currently not working because I look after my parents full time. Mashallah, looking after your parents full time. And this is something that is is a wonderful thing to explore on the show today and like you know how does how, how do you balance all this because you've got your children and you're looking after your elderly parents and you've had a career and you're active in the community too. How do you balance it all? I don't know, I just do. I think, you know, when you're put in a situation, um, my motto has always been, and my daughter tells, says this to me, that, Mum, when I, when I get into a situation, I just remember you in, in my head saying, just get on with it. Okay. Trust in Allah. Mashallah. That's, that's my motto. Get, just get on with it and trust in Allah. Because actually, what, what do you do? Do you, do you say, oh, like, I'm not going to be able to look after my parents. Right. Actually, I can't give them to my children. Mm-hmm. I don't want to give to the community. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to do all of those things, so I do. And it's not that I'm busy every single minute of my day. Evenings I get to myself Mm -hmm. to just do nothing. I like to vegetate in front of the TV and watch Netflix. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. It just, it just switches that my help, brain off. That helps you relax. Yeah. And, and just, just forget about everything. Well, on the, on the note of watching things uh, on the big screen, maybe you might be interested in what our next guest is going to be talking about. She's actually a journalist and a script editor for a new upcoming comedy um, about female Muslim superheroes and it's called um, Muslim Women. What do you think to that? I think that sounds absolutely amazing. Is it going to, going to be on TV or? We're going to find out oh, okay. from Hajra, inshallah, at 10.35. She's going to talk to us about this I'm series. I'm going to apply uh, to, to be a superhero. Why not? You sound <laughs> like one. You seriously sound like one. Now, somebody else who's actually making his mark on the television screen is no other than Atif Nawaz. Now, you would have heard um, Atif on um, my show a couple of weeks ago when he actually was sharing with us the cricket results of the Cricket World Cup. Now Atif um, mentioned that he was going to be featuring in his own comedy series um, and that comedy series he gave us a bit of a, an exclusive um, about and that comedy series is actually called Muslamic which is a brand new sketch show um, and it's on. It's going to be on I, BBC iPlayer from Monday 22nd of July so he's starring Ali Official and him and Atif and it's going to be airing on 22nd of July so we had the pleasure of Atif actually talking to us about this on the show so wow. must be congratulations to him um, that he's uh, doing his comedy series now what well, when you hear about you know 
young creatives of Muslim background actually having spaces on mainstream TV um, to express who they are. How does that make you feel, somebody who's, all, who's been in the media for a little while as well? Um, I think it's really positive, especially for young people to be able to see and hear um, Muslim role models. Mm. Um, especially in the current climate, being that Muslims are always seen as people that um, create problems mm, rather mm. than um, engage in, in positive behaviour and engage in, in the mainstream media. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So um, I, I, feel, I think it's really, really positive. I'm really happy about that. Now, Guzzy Bear has yes, been... Um, I love him. He, he's ha made a <laughs> tremendous impact he has, yeah. on... He's amazing. ...on the TV screen um, and the main tertiary television. So I think the doors are opening, but it does seem to be that a lot of um, the Muslim... Uh, actors so forth have got to have to have to write their own scripts to, sad. To, to get that space to own that narrative yeah. now you're somebody that's quite passionate about writing because you're also a poet and, and well <laughs> do you call me a poet i write poetry when it when it's something that's really personal to mm -hmm. me um so i don't write poetry because oh I, I i just write poetry i write poetry when i when it comes from within mm -hmm. and it's it's like um, a, a need to write down what I'm feeling at the time. Right. So that's 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 what I do. But we're going to get a bit of a taster of your poetry very shortly on the show, inshallah. But that poetry has actually taken you mainstream as well. You've uh, you've also been on tertiary television with that with your poetry. Can't get better than that, right? Well, it was a it was a five minute um, recital of my poem. It was more to do with um, the project rather mm -hmm. than my poetry. Okay. So it was to do with the project that uh, Imrana uh, has been running. Ah, oh, it's, it's, it's Echoes of Diaspora. That's right. Yes. Wonderful. Yes. And I think I heard you perform that poem actually at the event at Bedford University. Was it yourself? Yes. Was, yes. And yeah. I was really quite blown away by that platform that Imrana was able yeah, to that engage. that was an amazing project. Mashallah. Yeah, Mashallah. I really enjoyed it. And may more of those projects continue. So She's working on more projects. She Lesser, is. Yes. Yeah. And we're seeing a massive big change in the way, um, you know, yeah. voices from the Muslim community across Luton are being projected and yeah. taking ownership of those voices. Yeah. Um, and this is a show that also does that, um, unites all these fabulous creatives to share their story. Folks, it's 20 minutes, 21 minutes past 10. You're listening to The Urban Cube with myself, Shamiza, and um, Hasna this morning. Now, if you'd like to join in with any of the conversations, feel free to do so on 07779481822. Today is National Picnic Day, people, and we're asking you about picnic food. Um, is there a rule on what you should take on a picnic. Picnic season is upon us. It is because the summer holidays are just a week away. So a lot of you are going to be traveling, um, possibly taking road trips um, across the country uh, or to your local park with your children, your family. And um, this is where, you know, food comes into play because, you know, you can't have a picnic without a good, good picnic spread. Maybe it's al fresco or maybe it's just, you know, something that you've made at home or you've just got from the local supermarket. Now, Hasana talked to us about, you know, making it healthy and practical. And, and that's what it's all about. I think it's about the practicality of having uh, picnic food that you can actually walk around with, put away. Sometimes, uh, though, if mm -hmm. I've got time and if I'm in the mood, I'll actually make some pilar rice 
Yeah, I do. This I, is my next question. I love it. Uh-huh. I, I will make pilau rice and I'll make a big salad. Uh-huh. And then um, we'll just sh- we'll just share that as a family. Well, because this is my memories, my childhood memories. It always used to be a dissy picnic whilst growing up. I love that up. as well, yeah. You know, like um, it was proper dissy food, Asian mm. food is what mums, my mum would not? cook. Um, and we'd take that. And now I think it, it's role reverse. I've got older. I don't do the dissy food. I kind of go for like the British snacks. Um, but um, I'd love to find out what is your ideal picnic I don't know, hamper. I bought myself a picnic mat. Um, I'm preparing myself for the summer, getting out with my children. And Hasna shared with us that she's always got a picnic mat in her boot of her car, not mm-hmm. only for the picnic, but also to pray as well. Yeah, pray. Or if you're, if you're somewhere um, out and about and you just want to sit down, then you, you need a nice mat, you know? Always, <laughs> always, always need a nice mat. And some comfortable shoes and sandals. I always b- have comfortable shoes in the car. She's so prepared. Yeah. And you've got your like skin skin sunscreen That's as well. Always in my bag. Always in your bag. Always in my bag without fail. Gosh, I need to go in this woman's bag and back of her car. I need to see what is going on. She's got everything. Survival, survival. It's wonderful. Um, folks, also with it being National Picnic Day, I also want to ask you about your ideas of the perfect road trip. Um, where would it be? You've got your picnic mat. You've got your comfortable shoes. You've got your picnic hamper. But where are you going to take it? Where is this road trip going to be? Um, share with us. Maybe it could be to, like, um, a local seaside. I think that'd be a fantastic road trip. My question to you guys is, how, what's your perfect road trip? And how many beaches can you name? How many beaches can you name? When's the last time you've been to a beach, Hasna? Um, we go every summer. Okay. Because my, lo- my son, my six-year-old, he loves the beach. And I love the beach. I love nature, any, any uh-huh. kind of nature walks or um, forest. So, yeah. Um, last year. Last, last year? When, where did you go? Um... I don't remember the name of it. We're going to let you, in the break, (laughs) remember the name. um, uh, And what I'm going to ask you guys, I'm going to put you on the test. I'm going to give you the break to do this. Name me. How many beaches can you name? I'm just going to Google it in the break. (laughs) How many beaches can you name? Do you know the beaches across, uh, like, Britain? Um, how many do you, can you name, folks? Loads of conversations on the show. We're talking picnic food. We're talking road trips. We're also talking name that beach. <laughs> um, a glorious, glorious spaces across uh, Britain that you can uh, catch up and visit. And I hope we're going to inspire you to do that uh, with your picnic mat at the back of the car. We're heading off to a break. After the break, we are joined not only with Hasna, but also getting superhero vibes with Mus- uh, with Muslim women. Straight off this. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum, this is Atif Nawaz and you're listening to an Inspire FM podcast. Catch a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. It's 10.30, Monday 8th of July and you're listening to What Else? It can only be Inspire FM, the Urban Cube. Of course, uh, motivating you on this glorious Monday morning. I hope you've had a fantastic weekend and a brilliant start to your week. Um, it's been a wonderful weekend for me, as always. The, it was such a lovely, lovely, calm breeze um, across the weekend. Very, very much needed. So really, really blessed with wonderful weather. Um, now... 
I bought myself a picnic mat. Um, just felt I needed to get one. I felt that this was missing from my life. Um, and it's actually sat in the back of my car. I now need to know what to do with it. So on today's show, I'm getting inspired by my guest this morning. You can always put it on your head to protect yourself from the sun. Oh. <laughs> great tip another great hack <laughs> now the voice you've just heard is no other than the very remarkable hasna weaver 15 years she's dedicated to social work um 25 years community activist she's also somebody who's passionate not just about the internal elements of uh, human beauty but also external she's an entrepreneur with a very successful natural gift company um she's been talking to us about uh, not just what we can do with the picnic mat and all the <laughs> hacks with it but also um protecting our skin in this weather which is absolutely critical yeah. now Hasna is a voice that many of you who have been loyal to the journey of Inspire FM over the last 20 years before it became Inspire FM and it was only Radio Ramadan will recognize the voice because she was on six years she spent every month uh, on Ramadan uh, across Ramadan on Radio Ramadan so Hasna thank you so very much for joining me this morning I'm having a great time so thank you for having me. It's been an absolute <laughs> pleasure following your journey and your experiences um, and really finding out a little bit more about this thing called picnic mat. Yeah, <laughs> I it, you've, you can do so much with it. You, you've talked about keeping one in the car all the time. Yeah. Using it to not just sit on, but also to pray. Yeah. Now you've talked about covering your head with it to keep off the sun yep. and the rain. If it, if it rains, yeah, you put it over your head. Super, super practical. Mine's waterproof with a, a horrendous gingham pattern. Oh, so is mine. Oh, is it? It's green gingham pattern. <laughs> Mine's orange and red. It doesn't matter. It does It does the job. It, that's what it's all about. That is what it's all about. Folks, it's National Picnic Day and we're getting some great tips. Um, but what I need to find out from you guys is um, also finding out about picnic food um, and what is, you know, the ideal picnic food. What's a yay or a nay? Now, Brother Tarek basically said, right, because we've been talking about road trips mm-hmm. and I've also mentioned about beaches because I need to find out from you. Um, you're going to name um, some beaches for me. I'm going to give you like 30 seconds to name beaches across the UK because a lot of people now are making yeah. good use of like their summertime and actually going to beaches. Now, this was kind of a traditional holiday for a lot of British families. Mm-hmm. Um, not an, uh, an up and up thing, but more no. of sort of, you know, a British, white British thing to do. Um, but now it's uh, the beaches are growing yeah. in popularity. We've got loads of beaches across the country places mm. to go great road trips to have mm-hmm. my question to you Hasna mm. is name me five beaches I'm going to okay. give you a countdown so Brighton uh-huh. Portsmouth there's something in London which I forgot. That's not called. enough. Mm. Get to the there's there's loads loads in Wales, but I don't know their names because we do go to Wales um, uh-huh. almost every summer. Right, you're running out of time. Um, that's all I've got. She's only got three beaches. We've got Brighton. We've got somewhere in Wales. We've got Portsmouth. Okay, can you name any more people? 
I can't name any more, but I know where they are. You know where they are. That's the most important thing. She knows the geography. Yeah. Okay, you know, folks, I'm asking you guys. I am asking you guys to um, name me some beaches across the country. We've got three, but there's a lot more. Do you know your beaches, people? Maybe this could inspire you to take your picnic mat and go on that road trip. It's National Picnic Day, people. Um, and the week, the summer is, is upon us. And it's one week away for many, many children before the break up to school mm-hmm. so we're kind of inspiring you guys to take that road trip get your picnic mat and make your way down but also fill your hamper with some great food um what is what is the type of picnic food you'd go for mm. by the beach that is what brother Tarek said no that's too oily too oily too greasy yeah Okay. Pilau rice with um, chicken is okay, okay but you have at to have beach? a big salad with it okay with but at the beach yeah why uh-huh. not well, well, okie doke. Now, folks, um, I think we need a little bit of help. Maybe a superhero yes. could help us. Mm-hmm. A super Muslim woman, another one. Now, <laughs> I'm talking about no other than an upcoming comedy sketch, which is celebrating Muslim women as superheroes. Now, this is no other than Hajra Khan. She's a journalist for MuslimGirl.com and a freelance broadcaster. She's currently script editor and actor for an all-female superheroes comedy coming soon called Muslim Women. I think I want to hear more. Are you curious? Uh, are you curious? I'm very Hasna? curious I, and I want to be a superhero as well. You sure are. You've definitely no, I need to apply for this show. Okay, let's let's find out from <laughs> Hajra. Assalamu alaikum, Hajra. I love the intro. I do love the intro. <laughs> and, and the willingness to subscribe to become a superhero. Yes. Amazing. You know what? We're all superheroes, right? <laughs> of course we are. Every every single woman on this planet is a superhero. and I, I, I You think, have you know, to be also, in order to survive. I, I think so. You know, if you're a mother, yes. you know, that, that qualifies you straight away. <laughs> <laughs> now, Hajra, you are a mum as well, mashallah, who has a very successful career in broadcasting, as writing, and now in comedy writing. My goodness. Hajra, why, why, what have we got to look forward to? Well, inshallah, when, when the whole um, filming is actually edited and put together, hopefully it's a... Sort of a, it comes off as a tongue-in-cheek um, comedy sketch. Um, we've got an array of crazy characters, but the important message behind it, despite the laughs and and, mm. and, and the hiccups that are sort of on purpose in a way, but we're sort of getting that message across that um, Muslim women have something to say. Mm-hmm. You know, we are something other than the stereotype. You know, the, the, the oppressed woman with the scarf who's been forced to wear it, you know, who's unwilling to sort of stay at home and look after the kids or be in the kitchen or whatever that stereotype may be. And I'm alive. That's what you're happy doing. Mm-hmm. But this is the message that um, we do different things. We're mm-hmm. capable of the same things as everybody else. And we have the same dreams and aspirations. And and I think it's it's just about getting that out and showing that, at the end of the day, we have a sense of humour. 
We sure do. And and it's a good one. Um, And this is what you're wanting to celebrate. And it's not just yourself on your own. Um, It's a fantastic director by the name of Hoda, who um, I've had the pleasure of having on my show, who's a filmmaker, documentary maker, and she rides a motorbike, people. Um, (laughs) Whose sister is another remarkable woman who who has a PhD, and they came to the UK as refugees, mashallah, and their journey has been extraordinary. So there's a team of really remarkable women have come together, Huda. How, sorry, um, Hajra, how easy was it for you guys to come together and and sort of present your ideas and and develop this project? Well, I I mean, like you you mentioned Huda's story, Huda Yahya, I mean, she, I mean, amazingly was... She won't, she won't admit to being organised, but she was very organised. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, she put out an ad on social media. She had a huge response to it. And she basically went through a series of, of um, auditions, okay. and interviews, and picked who she thought would work well together. And when we all came together on that first day, I mean, subhanAllah, we, we clicked, mm-hmm. um, which, which was... What we were hoping for, but you never quite expect it when you mm-hmm. sort of meet strangers, you know, that you're going to get on that well. And and we did. And it was easy. <laughs> Hadra, why did you want to get involved particularly in this project? Because... You- it, you know, you, you have a successful broadcasting career. You're also um, a journalist. Um, why, why this project? I think because um, most of my work has been based on in lifestyle, okay. um, promoting you know lifestyle and uh, interviewing all sorts of different people. It's it's just a another angle to my personality. Um, people are always telling me I'm funny. So <laughs> I don't intend to be, but I'm always getting laughed at. So I thought, well, I'm put it to some good use. And Hood uh, Hood gave me the chance to to be script editor but as it turns out I ended up doing a little bit of everything which was great I had the chance for the first time to operate a camera mm. um, to do a bit of directing I was also acting um, in in the series it's quite funny I had this sort of cameo ruffian role yeah <laughs> yeah how does that even yeah. work I am super super curious now Hadra tell tell me um when Will this be released, and where can we expect to see it? Well, it's going to take um, another, I'd say, another two months mm-hmm. to get it all together, and we're going to launch it on um, as women. It's a hashtag. Um, Hood of, if you follow Hood of Is on Instagram, and um, we'll take it from there. We're hoping to get interest from people. You know, like you just mentioned, Artif and. Uh, the comedy that he's involved in. I mean, yeah. that, that that whole set started off as a YouTube, mm-hmm. um, a YouTube show, and I mean that that just built up a huge momentum. Mm-hmm. And the next thing they're getting slot on BBC Three. So you know, mashallah. I mean, you know, it could take us anywhere. We're we're hoping just to to show a bit of positivity for women at the end and also day. take ownership of the narrative because uh, Arthur has actually scripted this himself he's written his own you know comedy series with Ali official you guys are now writing your own material and taking that ownership and um, how important is that I think it's it's um, it's essential that um, Muslim women in media 
take take that and own that because nobody else is going to give us those mm-hmm. um, those opportunities. We have to create them for ourselves. There's mm-hmm. no use sort of sitting there, well, I can't get a job because I've got a hijab or I can't get a job mm-hmm. because I've got kids or, you know, and the list goes on. So, no, you come together with like-minded people and you put your ideas into a pot and you start to take things out from that and make things work for yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is how it works at the end of the day when you, you go into a boardroom and brainstorm and, and somebody gets a, a script written and the next thing it's out there. So we have to do this for ourselves. These are our stories. You know, and, and we need to communicate them. And there are so many great stories that need to be told and need to be shared. And apart from this uh, role that you have as the actor and script editor for this very exciting project, it's a comedy series, it's a, an all-female superheroes comedy series featuring Muslim women called Hashtag Muswomen. Um, you are also somebody that's been writing a lot about other Muslims and, and the fabulous journeys that they've had as well so uh what's that been what how has that experience been like for you hajra um i I mean i I, um everything i seem to end up doing i sort of stumble stumble into it but um i i um contacted muslimgirl.com amani al-khatabi is the um, founder of the whole um show and um, it's, a, it's an online magazine stroke blog, and it gives a, a space to Muslim women of all colours and from all walks of life. And it doesn't it doesn't matter what the experience is, or what the opinion is. There's a space for you to air it. Mm-hmm. So that attracted me, and and I got into it by um, through the fashion route. So um. Uh, I, I seem to be known for my quirky dressing, so I, I, I was asked to come on board and, and give opinions on uh, uh, trends and etc. You know, um, whatever fashion show I might have been to, and I, I've also um, had the opportunity to write about um, politics. Uh, it goes from one extreme to the other. I, 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 I I'm, have a great interest in uh, Middle Eastern politics, world politics, and then on the other hand, I have this whole uh, interest in what's been coined modest fashion. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that's that's an expression of of a, a woman's personality, a Muslim woman's personality, that uh, you can be creative and you can be modest. You're not compromising your um, duty to mm-hmm. Allah Taala. Um, but there's, there's many ways of, of um, expressing who you are, or your mood even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, makeup is another form of expression. We've been talking about that with Hasna, who is a entrepreneur and um, a community activist, social worker, and mum. She is in the studio with us this morning, Hajra, and we've been talking about natural products and sunscreen um, and how important it is for even South Asian skin or Middle Eastern skin, just brown people to wear sunscreen. Um, Hajra, are you somebody that uh, wears sunscreen? Um, I should wear it more often than I do. I should, but I I do go on up my kids when the sun is mm-hmm. high, you know, it's like, you know, sort of squirt them with a factor 50 or something like that. But, I mean, you're, you're right. I mean, it, 
we, we're supposed to be wearing it even nowadays. even in the winter. Oh gosh, hush. Yes. Um, there you go. <laughs> did you hear that? Yeah. Even in the winter. Yeah, because the sun rays yeah. still come through. Wow, wow. Um, and even more so with the climate change and the ozone la- layer. Right. And it's just, you so know. There's a lot of pollution in, mm-hmm. in the sun rays and people don't understand that. Now, we've been also talking about beaches and road trips, Hajra. Um, uh, yeah, I was listening. <laughs> and so tell me, my dear, um, National Picnic Day, it is. So is there a rule for picnic food? What sort of picnic food? Do, do you go on picnics? Do you have a picnic mat? Hello? I, I don't think there's... Right, we're cutting you out slightly, Hajra. Um, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, wonderful. I, I, um, I don't think there's any hard and fast rule for picnic food, apart from, I would say, nothing runny, because um, you've got to take pack that stuff, put it in the car, get it out, and lay it down on ground that is invariably not even, and... Um, sit down on the ground and try and keep the food off you. <laughs> so I mean, so I'm, no curry and no soup. No, no, no <laughs> curry on the trip. I'm, my family picnics, I mean, I remember growing up, my mum my would make us, um, she'd do a roast chicken, we'd have a potato salad, um, we'd have things like bread and butter, and, and we'd have the desi thrown in, like, you know, samosas, you know, anything that um, you can pick up and, and eat without it running all over you and and that and that was great you know i mean that, those are those are my memories of, of picnics yeah i mean we just all be shoved in a car and we end up in south end or shoebrunness or something like that oh you've named us two other beaches now i did ask go. husna to name me five beaches we only got three from her so i'm going to ask you the question as well hajra you're on the superhero vibe right now, so come on, give us five. <laughs> okay, well, um, there's, there's Bournemouth. I have a couple of friends in Bournemouth. And can we give a shout-out to Sarah Russell? <laughs> yes, we can give a shout-out to Sarah Russell, indeed, yes. Who lives but, in Bournemouth, uh, her, lucky so-and-so. Yeah, her and her husband, yeah, her and her husband are great entertainers and took us to... Uh, the beach down the road from where they live. Um, it was wonderful. Down the road. It was in the middle of winter too, <laughs> and we still enjoyed it. And um, I'm, uh, I'm the Aberystwyth. Okay. Aberystwyth is amazing. Is that Wales? That's in Wales. Okay. And uh, there's a whole university community up there, uh-huh. and it's it's a it's a holiday destination. So it's it's got quite a vibe going on, and it's towards the summertime. And sort of just a few miles up the road from Aberystwyth is the most amazing beach. It's called Borth. Again, Wales, um, sort of going into North Wales. But you, you have to go there when the sun is rising because mm-hmm. the tide is out. And there's this amazing expanse of um, sand. And, and you've got the mist coming down, and it seems to go on and on forever and ever. It's quite mystical. Gosh, she's so such a storyteller. <laughs> I've, I've already been transported yeah. there, people. I just need my sunscreen. <laughs> I can provide that. If you ever go to well, if you ever go to Wales, you have to go to Balls, okay? <laughs> Beautiful. So that's three. Yeah. Um, Barry Island. Yeah. Yes, Canby Island, definitely. I, I, I actually have a, a photo on my shelf of my parents. I remember I was about 19 
and we were the three of us were bored one afternoon and we went off to Canvey Island and there's all sorts of quirky photos and my dad was a big joker so you know he was I mean he still is but I mean he was younger then and uh, the, the most respectable photo went up of my parents that day so yes Canvey Island and uh, Margate you can't Ooh. see Margate yeah, that that has um that has a fun fair that has an arcade great ice cream and um actually has sand because <laughs> <laughs> a lot sand. of i think my children like the beaches that actually have sand and not pebbles yeah. um painful. and they, they are painful and they came back and said that was a painful beach yeah. mommy i'm not going there again <laughs> yeah. absolutely wonderful you've named beaches i've never even heard of so you are queen seaside lady <laughs> totally oh, I, I mean I, I'm, I'm a sun worshiper so yes definitely but yeah. you're going to worship the sun the with sea. sunscreen and a hat with, with sunscreen and yes and a hat yeah. and a hat um but don't yeah. forget your cape because this is all about the conversation we're having with you is about this fantastic new comedy series which you have been a script editor for and it's called hashtag Ms. women um hajra before you go do tell us how yeah. can people connect with you and how can they support this project um, support us by following us first and foremost at the hashtag that you've just mentioned uh, Muswomen Hoodavids at Hoodavids H-O-D-A-V-I-D-Z uh, on Instagram you can follow me um, for some strange reason I actually never use my full name on social media it's Hadra Doodle um, everything is Hadra Doodle so you can find me all over social media and I'll keep you updated um, we have a whole team of ladies um, who are always listed under that and um, you'll, you can follow up various exploits and hopefully by the time the whole thing is edited, um, it'll be out there with a bang and we'll have a lot of fans and people willing to watch. <laughs> and I'm sure there's going to be loads of people willing to watch. Hasna, do you think you're somebody that's going to watch this? Oh yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to it exciting stuff thank you so very much Hajra for joining me this morning it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you and sharing with us some great beaches seaside resorts I've not even heard of across the country you have to get down there with your kids definitely definitely with my picnic mat yeah, oh, and, oh yes, it's a green one, isn't it? Is oh, that what you said? No, it's yours orange. is orange, mine's, mine's green. orange. <laughs> oh, you, oh, husband's green, okay, orange there. And what about yours? Yeah, yeah. Mine is, it's a bit boring, it's uh, navy, and it sits in the back of my car. As well, <laughs> that's where they're all sat. Well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so very much, Hajja, for joining me this morning. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Enjoy oh, the summer vacation with the children. Thank you. And you all, wonderful to be a guest. Thank you so much. That's Always. Always. Take care, my dear. That was the wonderful Hajra Khan talking to us about this new comedy series that she's um, a script editor for called Ms. Women. How exciting. I'm so looking forward to that. So, I am too. I am too. And um, we've had some correspondence with a few listeners today. And um, one of them actually is Sufyan Sadiq. Mm -hmm. Is a name that I think you might recognise yes, who's been listening in. He says, um, Mashallah, Sister Hasna is part of the old school. Um, she asked, do we really need, he has asked, yes. do we really need skincare with our complexion? And I'm assuming when he says complexion, mm -hmm. like South Asian skin. Of course you do. 
Well, I, I don't understand the question. What we said is, doesn't matter what colour you are, whether you're uh, white or brown or black, you, everybody needs to wear sunscreen. Because mm -hmm. I think people are under the impression that if you've got um, Asian skin, you don't need to use it. However, if you do some research, just a little bit, Google it, mm -hmm. um, you'll see that the sun rays in this country are really, really polluted. Okay, quite intense. Uh, intense. And so therefore, we need to protect our skin with sunscreen and also wear a cap. I, I do. If I'm walking around, I'm at the beach or I'm in the park, I always wear a cap. And it doesn't matter. I don't care how silly I look with my hijab and my big sombrero hat. I'll wear it because I want to protect my skin. And you're rocking it, girl. You are rocking it. Now, um, he also says picnic mats aren't good. They fly away. You have to sit on them. <laughs> Put your rice and curry on it first. Put your mat down. Then put your rice and curry on it. Then make your children sit on them. That's why we have children to sit on picnic mats. Exactly. Um, but he says <laughs> kids make them dirty. Don't don't invite the kids. Don't invite just yeah. Don't yeah, just go by yourself. So beyond, don't invite the children. <laughs> and he says the beaches mentioned are awful. Bamberg is a is an amazing beach. Is that even in this country? I don't know. <laughs> He needs to he needs to let us know if it's in this country and where it is exactly. Do you mean Blackpool, Sofian? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was a typo in the message. Thank you so very much, uh, Brother Sofian, for listening into the show um, and giving us feedback. Now you guys can do the same on 07779481822. We're going on um, uh, to a break. We're travelling to a break and after the break we're still joined by the fabulous Hasna getting some great beauty tips and following her journey as a community activist and her work with Women Connect Women and we'll find out what a few more names of beaches now we're heading off to a break after this join me straight after this Assalamu Alaikum Assalamu Alaikum this is Atif Nawaz listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Catch a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza. Good morning and a very warm welcome. Thank you for staying with me this morning on the Urban Cube show. It's 11 o'clock, Monday, 8th of July. And it's a lovely, lovely, breezy morning. The sun is still around. The skies are clear, but it's not scorchingly hot as it has been at the weekend. Um, but still, I understand we've got to still keep the scun sunscreen. Scunts, scun? Scun? Skin? S sunscreen vibe up. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, uh, people say, well, it's winter and there's no sun. Mm -hmm. However, the sun rays still come through the through the clouds. Mm -hmm. So therefore, whether it's summer or winter, uh, you have to wear sunscreen. Um, uh, and if you need to, then uh, wear, cre wear your moisturizer as well. But I do uh, make a moisturizer which is got the sunscreen, but it also hydrates your skin mm -hmm. and it also moisturizes your skin and it lets your skin breathe. Now, that beauty expert advice that we've just I'm been no given. I'm no beauty expert. I, I just do what I do. <laughs> she does what she does, but she does it well. Now, the lady's voice that you've just heard is no other than Hasna Weaver. And she is my guest this morning on the Urban Cube. 
YouTube show. So, guys, if you've got any uh, questions regarding skin skin, skin care, um, natural skin care routines, then please do get in touch with us on 07779481822. As always, these are the opinions of my guest. Um, if you need to get proper medical advice, I would greatly advise that you do um, get in contact with a, prof- a professionally accredited consultant. Hasna is my guest this morning. She is a woman of a, ver- a variety of different talents, and one of those is uh, skincare as well as internal um, internal support, internal beauty too. Yes, and it's through her at community activism that she is re- greatly regarded and, and noted for martial as a community activist and a social worker. She's also a mother. She's a vice chair of Women Connecting Women, which we're going to find out a little bit more about. A poet. <laughs> she cares for her parents, her elderly parents, and she has w- children, mashallah, aged from six to 21. 24. Uh, 24. Oh, goodness me, I missed that one out. So, 24, mashallah, mashallah. So she's a lady who is very well experienced in a variety of different roles a women a woman holds. How do you do it and look so good? There isn't a, a, a single mark on your face to actually showcase that you've had <laughs> such a journey. You're too kind. And you have had an extraordinary journey. And I don't want to go into too much depth because it is quite personal. And, mm. um, and I just want to be quite sensitive to it. But you have had... Well, some tremendous if, um, experiences. People, ha- if people have attended our seminars mm-hmm. uh, that have been uh, put out by uh, Women Connecting Women. They will have heard about my personal journey. Mm-hmm. It's not something um, that I want to share so publicly. But um, one day I'm thinking that I might actually write a book about the journey I've been through and I, I still come out the other end. And I, I'm, I'm no one special because I think there's lots of women who of go course. through so many difficulties. And some women, unfortunately, get very isolated and get mm-hmm. left behind and others, um, you know, come forward and ask for, ask for support. Um, and, and that's what we need to do. We need to ask for support. Mm-hmm. And there's so many organisations and so many things um, and so many people out there who want to help. And this is a support that you are advocating with Women Connecting Women. That's I right. had the absolute pleasure of attending this remarkable event that I was quite curious about because I had a number of you wonderful ladies from Luton, um, from Women Connecting Women, on my show. But I'd heard about it, never attended. So you attended the third one. Yes, I the did. The first seminar was about skincare, which mm-hmm. I actually hosted. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I facilitated. The second was one was about mental health, and that was uh, Shazia Afzal. And the third one uh, you attended, which was about uh, and nutrition. Health and nutrition. Um, the turnout has been was extraordinary. The room was full of women across Luton from all yeah. backgrounds and ages. And, and co- such a positive vibe. It's always a really positive vibe. It always is super super positive. But what was really nice was the the connection. There was an atmosphere of belonging mm-hmm. and a real celebration of that. Mm-hmm. And, and this is what Women Connecting Women is about. It's, yeah. it's kind of embracing right. uh, women of all experiences, mm-hmm. all backgrounds, yep. and providing them a safe space to express themselves yep. and to kind of let it all out too. 
um, help empowering them mm. to do things for themselves, um, networking so that if you're a small business or you're someone who provides a service, you can then connect with other women who may need it or who may, you know, forward it to other people. Um, and generally trying to uplift women from our community who are isolated mm-hmm. and who don't normally get to go to these events. We provide it completely free of charge. We have a really um, amazing venue um, and the venue actually um, offer the, offer themselves for free because they want to also help uh, the community. Absolutely love and the free, fact. Free refreshments and women, uh, there are lots of women there who have so many different experiences. Mm-hmm. You can go and talk to them. Ordinary maybe you wouldn't be able to but mm. these women you can approach, you can talk to, you can um, they can signpost you but it it's such a, an amazing group and such a, such an amazing um, project that I, I, I love it. I love being involved in it. And I can see how passionate you are um, about women connecting women. How can people listening in connect with um, you guys for the next... I'm assuming there's going to be an, an, another seminar yes, upcoming um, one. The, the next seminar, we haven't got a date, but mm-hmm. it should be in, in a month or so. Okay. Um, and we haven't actually uh, decided on um, uh, the, the seminar, but we're looking at perhaps uh, talking about domestic abuse mm-hmm. because that's something that's really uh, prevalent in, in all communities, mm-hmm, not mm-hmm. The, not just the Muslim community, but o- across the board. Um, and the best place to contact at the moment is Crescent Hall, just to ki- just um, if you wanted to become a member or if mm-hmm. you want to um, just uh, register your interest. Uh, if you get in touch with Crescent Hall um, in Luton they'll take your details and forward it on to us. Sounds fantastic and as always um, the Urban Cube is always very welcoming on um, projects and programs and opportunities to empower the local community and we'll always keep updating our listeners on the great projects that you do. Folks you're listening to the Urban Cube it's seven minutes past 11 Monday 8th of July and I'm Shamiza taking you all the way up to 12 o'clock. It's been quite an interesting show. We, we've been out on the beach with picnic mats and we've been talking about picnic food and finding out about all the best beaches to attend. Now I've had a a number of fantastic beaches thrown at me, and the, and the quiz has it's a bit of a bit of a test. We asked Husna to give us Husna to give us her beaches, five top beaches. I failed. She failed miserably. People, she needs to get out there a little bit more. I do. I go to the beach every summer because my son loves it, but uh-huh. I don't know all their names. I just go. I just Google it. You get in the car, you do your road trip, you've got your picnic mat, you've got your flip-flops, and then you just make your way. That's all you need. Don't forget the sun and the... Sunscreen and the sun hat. hat. And even if you wear hijab, put your sun hat on people. It's still, still, you know, it it protects you. Now, um, we've had the wonderful Hajra Khan. Um, She is a journalist, a television presenter, and um, broadcaster, and now a comedy script editor. She was talking to us about this very interesting comedy called Ms. Women that is currently being um, created and the whole purpose of that is to kind of celebrate um, the other side of Muslim women that um, you know the media has failed to pick up on and the fact is that you know what we're superheroes and, we've, and we can be funny too. Now um, this is uh, talking about superheroes um, very interesting to see that in the most recent Spider-Man movie we're seeing the first ever Muslim character in a speaking role called Roha Rahman she's actually the classmate in a new Spider-Man movie 
Didn't know that. Mm. Where's, is that already out? Or? I think it's already out. So okay. Because Ro- I don't go to the cinema very often. Okay. I wait for it to come onto Netflix. Oh, gosh. <laughs> we're not plugging <laughs> this this service at all. No, we're not. I just I just like, you know, vegetating in the evenings, you know? Yeah, switching off. Switching off. Switching off is a good thing. But mm. I know that, you know, even switching off takes a lot of effort. Does it? Yeah, I think so for me. <laughs> well, when the kids are running under your feet and... No, I put the kids to bed and then switch off. Ah, that's the way to do it. That is <laughs> some great tips here. Switch off once the kids have switched off. That's how it works. Yeah. Then you really switch off because you, you don't have to feed anyone. You don't have to change anyone. You don't have to give them uh, drinks and, and so on and so forth. People... <laughs> Get ready for it. We've got one more week left and then it's a summer break. And oh, I just, my gosh, I just, routines. I just chuck him in the garden. Chuck him in the garden. And you know what? Children, there has been research suggesting that, you know what? Children are so deficient of vitamin D because of the lack of sun. And a lot of children are not playing in their garden. And sunscreen for children is really important. Oh, yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. I always make sure he's got sunscreen on. Mm-hmm. And then he, what he does, he comes in um, throughout the day for drinks and food and and mm-hmm. whatever and when he comes in slap on the sunscreen and send him out again wow, wow. and i just ban him from uh I'll, I'll let him have it in the evening just to unwind a little bit but during the day he's out in the in the, in the garden and playing with his friends so what are you banning uh the kindle ah oh, so it's all the gadgets so no electric gadgets I, I, that's all he's got so he's got a kindle okay um he used to have a phone but that's that's put away okay so it's, it's the kindle that he's on um sometimes he watches little clips mm-hmm. and things like that now, this is something that a lot of parents are going to struggle with, especially working parents. Yeah, um, I really feel sorry for working parents. And it's I trying really to balance do. the activities. Um, and also those parents are kind of taking time out with their children or at home with their children. How do you get through the summer holidays? Um, because a lot of parents will be kind of like, uh, I've done it myself. Like, hey, take a gadget. Um, give yeah. me some give me some time yes, out yeah. but we need to be a little bit more stricter so and create hard. routine don't, don't get me started on on how uh, parenting is in england because it's really really poor parents especially mothers don't are not given the time and the space to look after their children they're expected to work and be good parents all at the same time how does that actually work mm-hmm. it doesn't um and i do i feel so sorry for mothers who have to work because they don't have a choice but also have to you know provide childcare as well childcare is really really expensive all the summer clubs are extortionate prices (sighs) Mm. so i I don't know what you do what is the alternative then we don't have one in england is it kind of relying on grandparents i can't rely on my parents because i look after them okay so i can't Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people can't because grandparents you know get to a certain age where they become children themselves okay and they need looking after Mm -hmm. some some grandparents are happy to do that um and sometimes even if you have family They've got their own children to look after. Mm-hmm. They, they can't really manage to look after yours as well. And mm. there's being a parent, you know, don't get me started on that because there's always a guilt mm-hmm. about you feel guilty about something. And I've actually written a poem on that as well. <laughs> and on that note of poetry, you are a poet. I've had the pleasure of um, listening to you live performing at the Echo Diaspora event, which was uh, produced and directed by no other than our very own Imrana Mahmood. Folks, don't forget to join, uh, listen in to the book club show. But I can't remember when it is. So I need to check that. But the book club <laughs> show, I think it's a Tuesday. Um, Imran, if you're listening in, do remind me. Um, and it was extraordinary. 
a wonderful platform of women across Luton, Muslim women coming together from all backgrounds, all di some of them have not experienced any arts or writing yeah. before it was raw it was real yeah. it was you ladies were owning it i i loved the whole thing the whole uh, show was amazing so there was some really really amazing poetry written by other women i'm i'm the only one who sort of said yeah i'll do it because but the, uh, my poem was not definitely not the best i just um wasn't afraid to be on the show and and do like a live uh, performance. Do you think we're becoming, or Muslim women per se, are becoming a lot more confident in coming out in these spaces and expressing who they I are? Think Has so. it come out of frustration or has it become out of like, you know what, I, I want to test this out. I want to, uh, this I space think, is available. I think it's, it's, it's the, the, the next generation because mm -hmm. my generation of women don't really and you know weren't really interested in broadcasting or you know tv or anything mm -hmm. like that um but i've always been someone who's been confident and not afraid to try new things mm -hmm. um it's one of those things that i always like to push the boundaries and, and be mm -hmm. uncomfortable for a little bit and then i know i'm going to enjoy it right so the, the the next generation actually they're then they're quite fearless and and they they are doing what they want to do because our generation are encouraging it yes and that's so the thing as a mother mm -hmm. i encourage my daughter to do mm -hmm. what what makes her happy right and what she likes and enjoys doing and what so does she enjoy my daughter she's a football coach she plays football um she at university second year but she also teaches as well so she does what she wants to do. Wow. As wow. long as it's within the within the, you know, limits of Islam and she's okay. not doing anything out of the folds of Islam, I I encourage her to do what, what makes her happy. Wow, wow. Great great words of wisdom. And your faith plays a massive big part in your life and definitely. your lifestyle. Yeah, most um, definitely. Um, but however you're able to balance it yeah. um, accordingly. There, and there, there are there are, you know, um, I think people look at uh, Islam as a as a faith of you can't do anything. Mm -hmm. But actually if you if you look at uh, Islam as a as a religion, there's only some things that you're not allowed to do. Everything else is allowed. Mm -hmm. There's only a few things you can't but do. But it's having that balance and having that education and having that understanding. Now, yeah. as a as a articulate, educated, professional working mother, you're able to identify this and yeah. then feed it to the next generation, which yeah. you have done for your daughter. But there, mm -hmm. will, there will be spaces mm -hmm. and women who still are not understanding or learning or not exposed to this wealth of knowledge mm. and that's where women and connecting women come in see how she plugged that no i was it wasn't actually it was i'm not even doing it on purpose it's something that uh there are some really amazing women who are part of the executive committee you know we've got uh, solicitors we've got uh professional chefs we've got um really experienced mothers experienced makeup artists Women from all different backgrounds, professional as well as uh, women who, who stay at and home. And the beauty of it is they've all had a journey. Yes. They've had a journey to get where they've got and it hasn't been easy. And that's what embraces them and that's what embodies them. Folks, you are listening to The Urban Cue with Misha Miser. Taking you all the way up to 12 o'clock. Um, the time is 16 minutes past 11, Monday, 8th of July. I'm not alone in the studio. I am with the very, very remarkable Hasna Weaver, who I have an absolute 
pleasure of sharing this space with you. Thank you for staying with me this morning and tuning into the conversation. It's always a pleasure keeping you guys company, but do tell me where you're listening in from. Now, I'm catching up with the Facebook live feed, and um, I'm uh, wanting to thank uh, Shazia Afsal, who says, Morning, Shamiza and Hasna. Um, Assalamu alaikum and good morning, Shazia. Uh, Shazia says, Yes, your sandals do need a backstrap to them. Flip flops are illegal. Sensible footwear is essential and safety first. Safety overlooks first, always. Yes, definitely, definitely. Now, the reason why Shazia is mentioning flip flops and sandals because her snub is giving us some, like, you know, picnic hacks and <laughs> what can we find in the back of a, the car boot? And um, she mentioned that she always carries um, some comfortable shoe footwear um, alongside her picnic mat. And what we discovered was that actually driving with flip-flops is illegal. Mm -hmm. So Shazia has kind of confirmed that. Now, she's actually listening in at work and her students are enjoying the Urban Show too. Thank you. They have radio on. I know, that's awesome, isn't it? (laughs) Oh, gosh. Um, And she has the radio on in the car, too. So she she kind of, I think it was a journey. Now, um, also, we've got Shabana Akhtar saying, Good morning, Sister Hasna. Um, Good morning, Shabana. Asalaamu Alaikum. And um, thank you so very much, guys, for listening um, into the show. Bless you all. Um, I hope you're having a fantastic morning, guys. Um, Do tell us. Do tell us about your, like, you know, hamp food for picnics are you somebody that you know um takes are you some have you ever experienced bagore by the beach no that's not happening <laughs> it's too oily it, and it's when it's hot you don't want oily greasy food no and the, i prefer fruit salads sounds good i, I, I don't de- mind rice do you know why because yeah. i'm addicted to rice okay it's it's dehydrating isn't it it yeah. hydrates you um sorry dehydrating is the opposite what fruit hydrates you yes but oily food only yeah. makes you feel unwell yeah, so and, and dehydrates Dehydrate. Yes. Yeah. Got to get it right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having hunger pangs here. I just want to get a picnic mat and just drive out on a road trip. We're talking road trips, people, because it's National Picnic Day. Um, what is your, what's your idea of the perfect road trip and road trip food? We've also been talking about name that beach. How many beaches can you name? Um, we've had Brother Sofian mention um, a very interesting beach called Bamberg I think it was and we thought he might have got confused with Blackpool um, <laughs> I'm sure you know he's a bit of a traveler I don't know how he gets time because he's a busy busy man but thank you for listening in brother Sufyan um, and but we want to find out from you guys do tell us do tell us um what your thoughts are and also any questions regarding sunscreen now we have a question from a listener regarding natural remedies now um, i'm just trying to get the question up it's that it's like oh gosh it's buffering the system i do apologize mm-hmm. to the person that's actually contacted us 10 minutes ago i will get your question up um and we'll get hasna to answer that now as if always if i can if I'm, you I'm can. not an expert please don't uh, you and, know. I, and i do have to confirm this guys um you're not a dermatologist you're not a cosmetologist you're somebody no. who is um, I, i'm a self-taught okay. um, s- uh, skincare product okay maker <laughs> skin product she's a she is an an entrepreneur who is uh, doing very very well in the natural skincare uh, produce now folks um i also mentioned apart from her community activism and her, her passion for people she's also a poet who's performed um uh, across the town at a very 
exciting event, which was a celebration of the voices of women, uh, Muslim women in particular. And um, and you're going to be performing a poem for us on the show, Hasna. Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking forward to that. Now, guys, you can get in touch with the show today, inshallah, on 07779481822. The show will um, run till 12 o'clock. You can actually leave comments on the Facebook Live um, page. You can catch Hasna there. We've had some lovely comments from uh, listeners. Thank you so very much for those of you that have connected with us. We're also on WhatsApp this morning and the repeat of the show is 8pm this evening. Now, uh, the show is is also podcast podbean we're going live to sheffield uh link fm and also peterborough salam radio we're everywhere we are everywhere this morning everywhere um and so we should Mm -hmm. what do you think asna yeah of course why not yeah why not now um this morning uh i've had the pleasure of speaking to hadra khan who is a journalist and a writer as well as a tv presenter and we are going to be speaking to another fabulous uh, creative no other than abdul malik taylor who is an award record-breaking um professional tour guide the first ever muslim tour guide he has his own professional tour guide business wow. and he takes um, people across London sharing with them the Muslim connection to, you know, London, the hi- the history wow. of London, the that heritage. That is super amazing. Mm. So, you know what, if you're not doing a road trip, you might want to do a bus trip across yeah. London. Not, um, not no? in this hot weather, no. no? I no. don't particularly like going into London. It's too noisy, too busy, too polluted. Unless I really have to, I don't. I don't go to London. Okay, you know what? She's not an advocate for London. Let's not just let's London, just. No. So the beaches are for you. Beaches, forests, nature walks, mm. parks. Mm. That's my thing. That is your thing, and it sounds great. I'm liking that thing. <laughs> um, any nice places? Uh, do you know what? We're going to head off to your poem. I think. Okay. I think I want. I want to hear this poem. I want you to take me on a journey with your poetry, folks. You're listening to the Urban Cube. I have the absolute pleasure of introducing Hasna Weaver, who's going to be performing a poem called. Um, you, you'll learn the name at the end of the poem. Okay. The mic is yours. Okay. I am the pillar that holds it all together, propping them up, otherwise they would fall. I am the trunk, with roots solid into the ground, branches benefiting far and wide, bearing fruits for all to enjoy. I am a mountain, a peg that holds down the ground and props up the sky. I am fierce, strong, unbreakable. If I fall, Everything will fall to pieces, be destroyed. I am the carrier and sustainer of life, a gentle flower to be enjoyed by the eye, sharing my beautiful fragrance. I am loving, giving, nurturing, protecting. I am woman. What a beautiful, beautiful poem. Um, And you sure are. Um, A pillar. You described being a pillar. Do you feel that this is what many women yes. are in so their this families? Is not, this is not necessarily about me. It's okay. about all women mm. and it's for all women mm. to say that, you know what, you hold everything together and mm-hmm. and I think that's what we do. We hold the children and the family and, and the household. We hold it all together. We're like, we're that, we're this mountain, mm. you know, like the mountain is actually a peg for the, for the mm. earth. We like that. 
you've described it so articulately. I mean, I can't say more than that. There's a beautiful piece. Thank you so much Asana, okay. for sharing this poem. It's, it's a gift to all women. And that's how we all should mm. see ourselves, mm. that we are strong and we are unbreakable. But we're also loving and nurturing and giving. Yeah, having the best of both. Yeah. You know, um, and I'm sure listeners who've just heard you perform that poem would be quite curious to know where else they can hear you. Is this something that you're continuing to do? Um, what I tend to do is I share most of my poems um, on my Facebook. Okay. Um, and that's... Um, what is my Facebook? Call? What is my Facebook name? I don't. It's, sometimes I change it. It's Hasna Um Nafis. Yes. And and Nafis was my um, eldest son, so that's that's what what, what my uh, Facebook name is at the moment. And a lot of my poetry I share on there, and also what I'm getting up to, um, that the events that I do, the Women Connecting Women events that I do, it's it's all on my um, Facebook. Fantastic. Um, we're heading off to a break. Um, we have had a question from a listener asking about natural remedies for alopecia. I don't know if, the, if that is something you'd be able to answer uh, because you're not a cosmetologist. No, that's or, not something that I would be able to answer. However, I can share a uh, telephone number of a friend who does treatments for uh, hair loss. Okay, um, which we won't it's, be able. It's to a natural. It's a natural. Okay. But we can we can uh, uh, email back directly okay. to this lady. Okay, inshallah. We're heading off to a break. After the break, um, we're going on a tour, but across London, oh, um, yes. with no other than Abdul Malik Taylor, who is a well a record breaking tour guide. Join me straight after this for more conversations. Where else on the Urban Cube? Assalamualaikum. You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast making available our popular programmes from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Catch a creative vibe on the Urban Cube with Sister Shamiza. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. We are in the final half an hour of the Urban Cube show. I hope you've enjoyed the journey so far. We've been talking comedy. We've been talking road trips. We've been talking beaches. We've been talking picnic food. We've been talking don't take Bagoria with you to the beach. <laughs> um, we've been talking flip flops. Mm-hmm. We've had a beautiful poem by no other than Hasna sharing with us about women being pillars um, in their families and community is a really, really um, poignant piece presented to us um, on the Urban Cube this morning. Thank you so very much, Hasna, uh, for doing My pleasure. that. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure having you being on the show I'm this morning. Fun. Yeah? yeah, we've been learning about sunscreen. <laughs> yes. And making sure that we uh, protect our skin, all weathers. Um, It's no excuse. uh, Even in the winter, we should protect our skin. Now, I want to ask you, because I've just had a question from a listener. Like, Mm. what is it that we're protecting our skin against when we we apply sunscreen? The the very... um lethal sun rays Mm -hmm. which penetrate our skin. So when we wear sun protection, it reflects... um, the the sun rays so it doesn't penetrate our skin and so we end up especially with asian skin we we end up with dark patches on on our around our cheeks pigmentation that's right and that is actually from the sun oh wow but there's also other other reasons it's hormonal changes Mm -hmm. and also our age okay but at least you can you you can you can protect yourself from the sun because the other two you can't really change right. you can't change your age and with uh, when we have babies our hormones mm-hmm. change mm-hmm. so you can't really 
um, change that. But at least if you protect your skin from a really, really young age, mm -hmm. you're less likely to have those issues when you reach your 30s or your mm -hmm. 40s. So, And this applies to men as well as women yes, and I've children. Had, that's right. I've had a lot of men that buy um, eye serum, which is like okay. for the dark patches ah. under, under the eyes. And a lot of sisters buy it for their husbands and they also they give me feedback. There's so one funny story. Um, this sister said to me, um, I love the uh, eye serum. My husband takes it to the gym with him. And guess what? He got It, it got stolen from the gym from his bag. <laughs> Please, can I should, you? I shouldn't <laughs> laugh. No, but he's using it. But somebody obviously saw the difference in his oh, eyes wow. and t and stole it from him. Now this is from his bag. Now there is a mass big market for male grooming, and um, there's nothing wrong with that, you know. And there is, and I do think men should pay attention to their yes, skin. But definitely. obviously, it's not as taboo as it used to be. Like if you apply a bit of moisturise and then that kind of like you know. Well, I do a uh, beard impact. and face cream. Oh, okay. So. It's got a really manly smell, mm -hmm. and it's yeah. It has to obviously it can't smell like flowers, can it? No, it can't. Know. It can't. So it's got this really manly smell, and um, it makes the beard soft. It makes the skin soft, and it protects from the sun as well. Fantastic. So it's it just all these things. Now, how did you train to become? You know, know how to balance all these natural products? I didn't train. Basically, um, after my son passed away two years ago. Um, I couldn't work anymore. So I wanted to do something um, to keep myself busy okay. and something positive, something that I can give back to the community. And one of the things that I was uh, seeing a lot is that um, products that are not naturally based, you know, but mm. chemical based, mm -hmm. they damage your skin, they damage the environment. And also what you're paying for is the advertising, not the actual cream right. itself. Okay. And that really angered me. Okay. Um, why am I paying for this advertising? So I started making things, um, just look, you know, going on uh, the internet, mm -hmm. YouTube, mm -hmm. reading up on all um, different ways of making creams. And I started making body butter because I use, I, you know, everybody uses moisturizer for their body. Um, and it's just started from there. And I just, you know, any side effects with these products? Because I think, None uh, because whatsoever. you're not a cosmetologist, you're not a dermatologist, you're only using natural products. But obviously people listening in uh, will be thinking, okay, all right, so well, how does she know? Well, I've been doing it for two years. Uh -huh. And um, historically, people always uh, learned through doing. Okay. Um, and... I don't have a certificate, but I've been doing it for two years and I sell locally. Okay. And I've never had anyone come back to say to me, oh, I reacted to this or this. Mm -hmm. However, if you're, um, I always put the ingredients on the tubs. Okay. If you're allergic to a specific ingredient, and obviously that's mm -hmm. not for you. I have a friend who's allergic to coconut oil and almond ah. uh, oil. So I make a products without those two things. Uh, so you there. actually do it um, bespoke? Yes, I do. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And I do bespoke um, gift packs as well. Okay. So and, and I deliver if, if it's within Luton. Now, we can't advertise your company because mm. that's going to be a little bit naughty of us. But <laughs> what you can do is give your Facebook page. So if there's anybody wanting to kind of like access um, um, information my, about women connecting women, yeah. your poetry and this wonderful natural um, So my cosmetics. Facebook name is Hasna Um Nafis. Mm -hmm. um, and my company is Nature's Gifts UK. And I'm both I'm on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. I said we're not supposed to plug it, but hey, she's done it now. <laughs> Never mind. Um, you know what? It's been absolutely tremendous listening to you, taking us on this wonderful journey. Um, and there has you have had a remarkable journey, mashallah. You know, 
in, across Luton um, and we're super, I'm super looking forward to seeing where the next couple of years take you with your creative writing, your business and um, and just the work that you're doing with Women Connect Women. Um, we're, also, we're actually going on another journey with another guest this morning who is um, taking us on a tour on buses, tour on buses. Now, the guest I am joined by is is um, somebody who you might be familiar uh, with. He has been a guest on the show throughout um, the Urban Cube's uh, history. Uh, he's always ha- uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to kind of find out how his work is developing. And it's very unique what he does. Um, he's a record-breaking tour guide. His name is Abdul Malik Taylor. He's Britain's first professionally qualified Muslim tour guide who established Muslim history tours with emphasis on Muslim heritage connected to Britain. Now we're going to be catching up with him very, very shortly to um, talk to him about about this very exciting Islamic art and heritage festival being held in um, Walthamstow, um, London. Um, so, firstly, Assalamu alaikum, brother Abdul. How are you? I'm very well. I am super well. Now, Brother Abdul, I don't know if you've been listening in to the show this morning with myself and Hasna. We, we've been talking about uh, road trips, but you're the expert of, uh, of uh, bus <laughs> trips and you're the expert on like river cruises as well. Now, tell me, Brother, it's National Picnic Day. Do people take a picnic with them when they go on a bus tour with you? They do indeed. They do indeed. Um, they, they're uh, most people to come on the bu- uh, on the buses with their um, picnics, and it's traditionally seen as a bit of an added um, attraction as well. Yeah. Now, when's the last time you've been um, to a beach? To a beach? I think it's probably about two years ago. But I do go to River Thames quite frequently. <laughs> you literally live on the Thames, I believe, in, on that I cruise. Wish I, could. I wish I could. That would, that would be beautiful on, on the bars, maybe. <laughs> now, on today's show, we've been talking about road trips and because the weather is utterly awesome and the fact that, you know, it's a week away to the the half, well, the summer holidays and we're kind of inspiring our listeners to kind of get out there and, and obviously we've got to connect with you because you do some great tours so hopefully it'll inspire a lot of our listeners to kind of maybe take a tour with you but we're also asking folk about uh, beaches across the country now I'm going to test you out now brother Abdul can you name me five beaches British beaches Bournemouth Southend Clapton-on-Sea Brighton and um, that's four isn't it yes it is another one uh, Great Yarmouth. Great Yarmouth, and they're all quite southern, so that's why they were so you were quite quick on that. Do you? Um, what I want to ask you here is, okay, what is the ideal beach food to take with you? Ideal beach food. It depends what type of community you come from, to be honest. Okay. Sometimes people actually just um, prefer to have traditional fish and chips uh, by the beach as well. It's too expensive. It's quite popular as well, and uh, but to take with you, maybe like you say, like a, a picnic. Uh, but there is this new trend. Sometimes people are having like afternoon tea by the beach now. Oh, that sounds a bit it's posh. A bit like, um, um, you know, a bit more classier. Yeah, <laughs> it's very, it sounds very classy, that. So it's no pagori then at the beach for you, because that's what Brother Tarek... Not me, no, 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 no. No? no? <laughs> you're, you're too classy for that. <laughs> 
Now, uh, folks, you're listening in to the Urban Cube with me. Shamiza taking it all the way up to 12 o'clock. And on the show, we've had the pleasure of speaking to Hasna Weaver, Hadra Khan, and now we're talking to no other than Abdul Malik Taylor. Now, Abdul is the Britain's first professionally qualified Muslim tour guide who's established Muslim history tours with the emphasis on Muslim heritage connected to Britain and the halal food cruises on the River Thames. Now, believe it or not, guys... Um, a number of months ago, Brother Abdul broke the record for the most amount of attendees on the guided tour at the Tate. Wow. What's the journey been so far, Abdul? Have you increased that number? Not at the moment, no. No, because that was actually a commissioned tour mm-hmm. um, at E-Time, and that's when we broke the number. Uh, but we had two tours that day, and um, it was um, the record was actually broken twice. It, um, I, that's what I was told by a member of staff afterwards. So it wasn't only once, but it was like it broke on the first tour. We broke it, but then even the second one, we actually um, um, got the most amount of attendees um, that that we know for ever has taken place at Tate Britain. It was um, you know people actually enjoyed it. They want to see Muslim heritage mm-hmm. in museums and galleries and out on the streets. And traditionally, it's um, how can I say? Uh, and people who actually work in museum galleries would be seen as traditional audiences. Mm-hmm. So getting um, um, having a museum or gallery that receives like um, people of um, different faith, different colour, is it's something that's uh, you know quite attractive. It does attract um, people's ears, and they want to actually um, engage as well mm-hmm. with different communities. And there does seem to be a good. Uh, it, I find it quite diplomatic in the sense that you know you're advocating the fact that you know we are not just immigrants, that the Muslims have had a historical connection with Britain longer than people yeah, wish I mean, to believe. You know the longest connection? Mm-hmm. Tell us. Britain? The longest connection goes back to an, uh, an actual English king called Offa, and he had a gold coin, and on the reverse of the gold coin, he actually had the Shahada. But there's a local connection here to the radio station. He was actually buried in Bedford. No wow. way! I yeah. didn't know and that. He died in the year 796. Seven. Some people do believe he did become Muslim. Um, some people say he remained Christian. Uh, that's a larger discussion, but it is, it's, it is a fact that mm-hmm. he did have the um, Arabic writing on his coin. How tremendous. Now, your research, has it stopped? Are you still continuing to go into the oh, archives yes, yes. of history? Never ended. I mean, um, what we also discovered on the journey in terms of actually you know, creating these tours was actually London's first mosque, which was in 1895. Managed to pinpoint the door number. We wrote a biography of the um, individual who actually um, opened up uh, London's first mosque. And um, we made some other discoveries. For example, like in 1894 now, the location of London's uh, first known public eat prayers, and that was in Chingford. Wow. Tremendous. Now, this is really inspiring because I think there's a lot of parents will be wanting to know, gosh, I need to get I need to do something with my children or I need to do something in the holiday break. So how can people connect with you, Abdul? And we're also going to be talking about this really cool festival that you're part of, too. Yep. Um, Well, they can simply just go to MuslimHistoryTours.com website and on there we have the different experiences um, listed which could be the bus sightseeing tours uh, which is in fact is a daytime one and we also have a nighttime one as well mm-hmm. 
Uh, we get to see London uh, beautifully lit up. But at the same time, we're giving um, a live commentary for of Muslim heritage out in various locations as well. And we also have uh, um, probably a uh, about 19, almost coming up to 20 different types of walking tours as well. And we also have um, a couple of um, guided um, cruises as well. So it's a, it's a variety of um, activities that can actually take place. And there seems to be a growing interest because you started off with one and now it's 20 tours. Yeah, yeah, 20 plus if we're taking into consideration the, the bus tours as mm-hmm. well as um, the cruises as well. So it's 20 plus. But yeah, I mean, you're absolutely correct. We started off with one, which was um, in central London. That's more of a touristic um, location which um, people like to see, like some of the animals, the horses, mm-hmm. um, Buckingham Palace, um, Big Ben, Trafalgar Square, where's all the Muslim heritage around here? So they get kind of like two tours in one, they do. <laughs> wow. Now, moving on to a festival. Um, this is quite interesting because normally it's tours that you, you're participating in, um, but now it's actually a heritage festival an islamic art and heritage festival and it's being held at waltham um london so waltham forest, yeah waltham right. forest now tell me um abdul what is what's what's quite significant and special about this actual festival this festival it's one of a kind that's the first time it's taking place in london but it's going to be an experience of amazing um, blend of creativity that's going to be engaging and captivating. When we're looking at some historical hidden gems, we're actually going to the venue of uh, where the 1894 Eid Press took place. And just something to add on to, we are actually working with the local authorities as well as to get the building a clank as well. So that's something a bit more long term. We're also going to have like a um, some amazing storytelling for kids as well. And we're going to look at stories from Islam. So about the Prophet Muhammad and uh, the spider story. We're going to look at Malcolm X. We're going to look at Muhammad Ali as well. So that's a bit of um, like interaction there as well. And we've also got sightseeing bus tours. We've got spoken word as well by um, uh, different genders, by um, people from different communities. And we're also going to have something that's called Muslim Human Books. And that's something that's new. Well non-Muslims will get the opportunity to ask Muslims who come from different fields, uh, working fields. So one could be a homeschooler, one could be a teacher, one could be a Nagabi, one could be an artist. And, you know, what is it that makes people, um, uh, these individuals? So it's more of a human touch to mm-hmm. a side that perhaps people don't see. We've also got films, we've got workshops. We've also got a launch of a new exhibition called New Faces, New Places, which is um, converts to the Islamic faith. And I'm not aware of another exhibition in the UK that actually specialises in an exhibition to do with converts to um, the Islamic faith. And you may recall, I'm actually a convert myself, so that's something I have a personal interest in. But I mean, the workshops, etc., they're all free as well. You only need to register online, and that's really about it. There are some paid activities, uh, but it's it's not um, normal prices that you find on mainstream as well. Now, you've just mentioned um, this human story about converts sharing their journey, and you have also... um, mentioned that you are a convert as well um mashallah are you going to be sharing your story as part of this project um i will be yeah um traditionally um people do um, ask me about my um well first initially starts off like um what's my name abdul malik taylor how does taylor come uh, you know pair up with abdul malik and so much you're a convert to islam and what I've realized, it also opens up a conversation. People always want to know how I actually came to the Islamic mm-hmm. faith. So mm-hmm. I am part of this um, exhibition as well. 
How exciting. And your journey has been tremendous. Not only has it been about educating you, but also you're educating the masses um, uh, through this. So it's a feel, it's a gift that, you know, Islam has been brought to you, but you're bringing a gift to the rest of the ummah as well with this history that you've been um, unraveling. And the journey has been tremendous uh, that I've been following. And you've been a guest on my show for since I started. (laughs) That's right, that's right, yeah, come to think for it, yeah. Yeah, that's about twice, isn't it? I think I'm mistaken. No, no, it's more than that, brother. You've been on the show more than that. You, you've stopped counting. He's just got so big with all these interviews he's doing across the world. But it is, your work has actually taken you international, hasn't it, with the, the stories that you're projecting? It is, it has done, yes, no, absolutely. Mashallah, and it doesn't stop there. Now, um, brother Abdul Malik Taylor, tell us, how can people get in touch with you regarding this really exciting uh, festival, the Islamic Art and Heritage Festival, um, which has been uh, showcased at Waltham Forest, London. And it's part of a bigger festival, isn't it, um, which is happening? It's part of, I mean, Waltham Forest is the first London borough of culture. Mm -hmm. And so it's trying to attract uh, normal tourists, normal guests who may venture into central London to like from the museums and galleries but they're trying to they've received funding from the mayor's office mm-hmm. um, to basically lay on a whole lot of activities on the London Borough of Culture and you know, as I said they were the first London Borough of Culture to, to win so it has a, a range of activities that happen all year long but this there is also this the Islamic Arts and Heritage Festival of 2019 which we're hoping to um, make an, uh, make it as an annual event as well mm-hmm. so we do need a lot of support out there for people to book up the activities to show there is a demand mm-hmm. and you do want it you want to also um, we've got some other events um, line up um, throughout the year as well exciting stuff yeah but what they can do to find out more information if they go to halaltourismbritain.com slash festival you find out the full range of activities and um, uh, there as well as um, to book online as well mm-hmm. now you mentioned halal tourism okay what does that actually mean halal tourism means to uh, um, go to different venues which can actually look after one's um, uh, faith needs. Mm-hmm. Commonly people associate that to be halal food mm-hmm. and halal prayer. Mm. Well, there are a number of us who are actually saying this needs to be expanded to also include our um, heritage as well. And that's like a missing element to halal tourism globally. But there are a few people of us who are actually saying, you know, let's now include heritage as well because when you go to different countries um, people would want to know how the local Muslim community is developing that local connection what's the historical timeline of Muslims within that um, country so for example if you're looking at Paris mm-hmm. not many people know that that the last Ottoman Sultan died in Paris so that's wow. you know an additional part as well you're a walking talking archive aren't you <laughs> it's just absolutely fabulous um, and <laughs> It's brilliant. No, Ab- um, Abdul, thank you so very much for joining the show and good luck with uh, the Islamic Art and Heritage uh, Festival. Um, what date is this happening? Yep, it's going to happen from Friday the 19th of July until Sunday the 21st of July. So it's a whole weekend of exciting um, events taking place. Fantastic. And it's a free event? Uh, vast majority are free. Mm-hmm. Um, there's um, a, a couple of them um, paid activities, like for example, um, 
the film, uh, the film showing at the cinema one day in the home. Ah. Um, the prices are three or five pound, but uh, that's the cheapest it's been. And none of this is um, charity related. So okay. people don't need to worry about coming to activities and, you know, putting in the pledges of a thousand pound, five thousand pound. There's no fundraising at any of these activities. Do you know what? <laughs> that made me giggle. And I'm not going to, no comment, no comment. But, um, a, a the the film is a very very unique m- a film because I think nobody's ever done this. I think is it Abra Hussain and there's a panel discussion with she We've got him for the evening as well. Fantastic. Be, um, and Sheila Mortley who's going to be um, doing a panel session as well. Fantastic. And she Muslim. is tremendous. Well, Hmm? Should we like make it a competition that somebody can win a ticket to the uh, um, the, the film showing? Should we do that? I think they should give us free um, tickets to do you know people what? who You've are got about... superheroes. Yeah, super. <laughs> three minutes left, Brother Tarek. What would the question be? Because um, unless it's a repeat of the show this evening, give us throws your question. We're doing the repeat okay. of the show this evening. And if anybody is able to put the answer on the Facebook page of Inspire FM, the Urban Cube question. Show. Where was King Offer buried? Oh, where was King Offer buried? I know the answer. She knows the answer. <laughs> I think I should get a free ticket. Okay, you need to put it on the Facebook page. <laughs> You're the only person listening. No, not really. <laughs> right, Abdul. No, there's more people listening. There's someone listening from Bradford. Oh, all the way from Bradford. Gosh, yeah. thank you so very much oh. to the person listening from Bradford this morning. And now, uh, Brother Abdul, quickly, what's the question again? Where was King Offer buried? Where was King Offer buried? This is the question for you guys to win a pair of tickets to the Islamic Art and Heritage Festival be- being held at Waltham Forest, London, on the 19th of July to the 24th, I believe. Um, and leave the answer on the Inspire FM Facebook page for the Urban Cube. And then um, the repeat of the show is 8 p.m. So we're keeping it open. And then, um, inshallah, you'll win a pair of tickets. Now, how can people connect with you, Abdul? Yep, uh, we're on social media uh, under Muslim History Tours, um, the handles, etc. But also, if you want to look at the website, uh, it's um, halaltourismbritain.com. Also, or it could be slash uh, festival if you want to look at the Islamic Arts and Heritage Festival. Fantastic. And you're giving away two tickets to this exciting event. Um, So people start messaging in. Um, And maybe we might get a winner at the end of the show. You never know. Now, thank you so very much, Abdul, for joining me. And I'm sure lots of people are going to be taking their picnic mats to this lovely event. (laughs) Fantastic. Yep, I'm sure. I look forward to everyone from the uh, um, listenership coming down to the event. (laughs) And all, all the way from Bradford I hear this morning as well thank you so very much Abdul have a fantastic day you too thank you for having me always welcome assalamu alaikum brother that was Abdul Malik Taylor a record breaking not once but twice professional in the same day I know professional Muslim tour guide it doesn't happen like that not once but twice Mm -hmm. now folks um, the competition do you remember the question Where was King Offer buried? Yes, that's right. Uh, Where was King Offer buried? If you want to win two tickets to attend the Islamic Art and Heritage Festival starting on Friday the 19th in London, Waltham Forest, then um, two tickets to attend the event. Um, Leave your answer on the Facebook page and then we'll get you those tickets. Now the show you've got till the uh, evening actually because the repeat of the show is 8pm this evening. We'll keep it rolling till the evening. Now we're heading off to the end of 
of the show now. It's been tremendous. Thank you so very much, Hasna, for joining us That's today. Right. I've enjoyed myself. It's been great. Brilliant. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> now, you can catch all the conversations on the repeat at 8 p.m. this evening. Plus, you can go back to Facebook, um, Inspire FM, the Urban Cube show to catch it all there. Listen in this um, to find out where Prince Offa was. I don't even know where he was born. If you'd be listening I, I to your own show. I was multitasking. Okay. Oh, it takes a lot. <laughs> it does. It it's does. not easy. It's not easy. And thank you to the person listening in from Bradford. Who are they? Because I Okay. Call... So it's actually um, one of my cousins. Okay. Who lives in Bradford. And what's your cousin's name? His name is Rukon Rahim. Mashallah. Thank you so very much. Now for listening in. Um, now we're heading off to the end of the show. So Asalaamu Alaikum. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to our podcast. We stream our daily broadcast on inspirefm.org. You'll find all our daily updates on our social media at InspireFM Luton.